This the remix. You get minutes in this program and you can just make a nice call cheer for you. This is that remix. Is there a murder going on? That was awesome. Whacking that thing around. Grabbed by Suzuki. Caulfield wanted to shoot it, but he puts it to the net. They score! The puck was sent through by Suzuki. A dribbler beats Vasilevsky. A power play goal. The Habs are on the board. It's 1-1. You think I like the shootout? Wow. Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Here's a fun fact. Since the Golden Knights traded Nick Suzuki to the Canadians, he has more goals in the Stanley Cup final than the entire Golden Knights organization. The dribbler. Couldn't believe that got in. Wasn't yeah, it wasn't it was on like purpose. it was like probably his worst shot of the night and he played a great <laughs> game and that's the one he scored on. It was very bizarre. He had a couple breakaways that he didn't even come close to scoring on Vasilevsky. Also another fun fact. Nick Suzuki has more Stanley Cup final goals as a Canadian than Max Pacioretty ever did as a Canadian. Mm. Nick Suzuki, former or future captain. Don't give him the captain, then he's going to suck and he's, end up getting traded somewhere else. He's good last night. We could get him back. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be making a lot of money by then. Yeah. Well, Pacioretty was, yeah, he'll be making. He a won't lot. be making eight hundred twenty-four thousand yeah. no, dollars no, like he no. is right now. Um, so, game two of the Stanley Cup final last night. Tampa Bay wins again. They take a 2-0 series lead. But this game significantly different in that Montreal actually outshot Tampa by 20 in that game. A lot of that was loaded up at the end because Montreal was losing. But they were out shooting Tampa for the entire game. Uh, this was not a case of Tampa Bay dominating or outplaying Montreal. Montreal played well, lost 3-1. to Yeah, we are saying before the show, um, this is not... Well, you're never down. It's 90% that they're going to win, that you're up 2 on the final, you win 90% of the time. But I don't care what they say about, oh, we got a good room, we've come back before. Like, when you outplay a team on the road in the Stanley Cup final like that and lose, that's not good mentally. I, I, that's hard to come back from. Now, they'll get a little push from coming back home, but still, the government's not allowing any more than 3,500 right. in. That's not good. And they let 10,000 in, maybe get a little push. But, yeah, this this is 4 or 5, I think. I, I, I just uh, That's hard to come back from. They completely outplayed them, and they lose 3-1. to one. Another fun fact for you. The Golden Knights only scored three goals one time in six games against Montreal. Tampa Bay. Four to one, it. right? Yeah, in the first game. The first Tampa game. Bay's done it twice in two games. And last night, Tampa didn't even play well. No, they didn't. They had 20-something shots last night and scored three times. Golden Knights couldn't do that in any of their games. They had scored four in the first game and then never got over two the rest of that series. So, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay, much different here. Uh, so you, you do think, even though Montreal played well, yeah, this is over in four, four or five. five. Yep. Yeah, don't you? Yeah. Have I you don't. seen anything in two games where you think that these guys? This is a, here we go with Montreal. They're going to come back in another series. I mean, they played well. They did. They did. They played well, and as you said, they could come back. That we saw them come back from three one in round one. They came back from well, I was only down one zero, but they came back from down one zero in round in the third round. So it's not like Montreal hasn't come back to win a series. But Tampa Bay, it appears to be much well, better than everybody else at this sport. And I'll say this because people say, no, no, he won the Vesna. And they were switching goalies back and forth. This guy's a better goalie than anything the Knights have. Vasilevsky. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. 
I, I, I mean, and I and I credit Flurry when he was in his press conference after winning the Vesna. He goes, he's the best goalie in the world. So I think it's assumed that he's the best goalie. And I just think, you know, the goalie situation with the Knights was so weird. Who's playing? Who's who's playing? There's no de- there's no question who's playing for Tampa. And if you watch him last night, I only he only you know what he sh- he saw forty shots, forty plus. Uh, yeah, and the only one he allows in is a fluke because because he, he didn't expect it to do what yeah, he, he did. didn't expect because it, it was going like two miles an hour. He's like, oh, I can stop this, and for some reason, I got through. So I think everything we've seen, plus him and goal, maybe it gets to five. Maybe look if they win a game, I assume it's game three, going home and getting excited. If you're down three zero, then I don't know if they can get four because he just kind of even though you've come back in series, you probably think you probably know it's over. But I just I can't see it going more than five if he keeps playing at that level. The goal that Nick Suzuki scored last night, the expected goals on that was 0.01. chance of going in. (laughs) Because, and that's because every shot attempt has to be at least like 1% chance of going in. So that's like the worst, the lowest possibility shot you could have is the one that beat Vasilevsky last night. Well, it was so slow. It was like, I don't think it took so long for him to get to it. Like he moved his body 10 times. Like, is this ever going to get here? And then all of a sudden it just kind of slips through. It was like, what happened? What's what? slower, that shot or uh, the Joker spin move? Probably that shot. That was a, for hockey, given it was sliding across ice and it took 10 minutes to get there, I'm going to say that Why shot. Why didn't the Golden Knights try that? Shoot it really slow. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just like just abortion, like, slow it down, guys. Just like slow a, it down. Carry only stops fast shots. Yeah, just like a seven mile an hour shot. <laughs> Why didn't they try that? Listen, look, one of the only goals they scored was when Max Pacioretty whiffed on the shot yes. and then got a second yes. chance because nobody was there to take it away from him. And there was the huge debate: Did he do that on purpose? Yeah, I thought he did. I but did. Too. Like, well, I hope he did. I think he'd, <laughs> uh, either way, I think he'd say he did. But like. If I coached a hockey team, I think that would be part of my coaching every shoot now and slow. then. Yeah. Like, just, just shoot slow. The dumbest thing you guys can think of, try it, because it'll probably work. If you shoot at a mile an hour, it'll probably work. <laughs> it might go in. Might not. And if it doesn't, who cares? We can't score anyways when we're trying. You imagine yelling at your guys, why are you shooting so fast? Yeah. It's like, Theodore, calm down, everyone. <laughs> what are you doing? Calm down. Shoot it like a mile an hour, please. Revo, Revo, show them how it's done. <laughs> can the... <laughs> <laughs> we want actual shots. Can the Golden Knights literally their power play coach? It should be everyone, not everyone in the league, but most people. But even when they don't score, like I'm like, you're watching Tampa's part. I'm like, that's so much better. And they and even there'll be power plays where Tampa doesn't even get a shot. I'm like, that looked better than anything I've ever seen the Knights do. Right, and that's <laughs> that was probably the biggest issue with the Golden Knights power play. It's not that they didn't score. You can. You can go on droughts where you're 0 of 18 and on still a power look good. play. And, and still get shots. And have good yes. chances, yeah. right? Like, that can happen. That was the problem for the Golden Knights power play. They didn't create no. anything on these power plays. Like, in the course of the playoffs, what the only, like, decent chances they seemed to have was when they would get Alec Martinez on the one-timer. That was like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And Alec Martinez Cross pass on, one-timer, yeah. yeah. And if you're talking about Alec Martinez on this yeah. roster is the is the most dangerous option on the power play. The guy play. with a broken foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you get any traction on that shot? He had to step. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> so, like, th- that's the bigger problem with the power play is if you go back and look, like, the number of high danger chances or scoring chances, it was nothing. It was, what was it? The, um, so expected goals takes into account high danger chances, scoring chances. They would have needed 73 minutes on the power play in the series against Montreal to get to one expected goals. Wow. Like, that's how little they were creating. It wasn't like, oh, well, 
Carey Price is robbing them. They they weren't getting anything at. Carey I mean, Price. listening to the Montreal fans, I'm surprised there wasn't that many penalties on them that they could have gotten that many minutes. But, <laughs> but I mean, it was last night. I think I do think it was last night. This sounds crazy. I get it, and maybe I'm seeing stuff that's not there. There was one power play of Tampa Bay. I don't think they got a shot on. I'm like, that's like better than anything I saw. And it's the way they move the puck. Their complete control of the situation, and they're so skilled. It's like. Maybe like that's what should the power play coach be. He should go into the lab out at City National if they have a lab, and like do nothing but watch film of that team. Now, again, you don't have the same players, but it's got to help you a little. It is bizarre that the Golden Knights, when you look at the roster, that they don't have a decent power play. Like, they're, sure, they're not going to have the best power play in the league, but they should have a solid power play. Like, you can count off what eight or nine guys that are legitimate, dangerous offensive options, right? Sure. The, the Stone Pacioretty, the entire second line is five guys right there. Alex Tuck is a sixth, and then Theodore and Petrangelo get you to seven and eight uh, really good scoring defensemen, seven and eight good offensive players. Now, to have two power play units, you need 10, so you got to throw in a Chandler Stevenson or a Nick Wall or an Alec Martinez or something like that, but like, there's enough talent on this roster that they should have a competent power play. There's enough talent that they should never go, what was it, four for 42 or something in the playoffs? And to extend it back to the end of the regular season, what, what were they, like six of 100 or something ridiculous like that? Like, that should never happen. Should never be that bad of a power play unit, given the talent that's on this roster. It shouldn't no. be. So, like, when when no. when Pete DeBoer says you got to turn over stones in the offseason and stuff like that, it... It has to come back a lot of it to coaching when it comes to the power play specifically because you you should be competent on the power play. If you're not the best in the league, that's fine. You don't have Nikita Kucherov. Their skill, their skill is too. They're still. They have too much skill to be 22nd in the league. Right. They're, they just they, do. It's yeah. They're not the L.A. Kings out there. They're right. not the San Jose Sharks right. where you're like, uh, who's good? Right. This guy's like 38. He used to be good. Like that's not the the roster's a good roster. It should translate to them being good on the power play because. They're they're good in every other situation. They're good penalty killing. They're great penalty killing. Great team. penalty killing. They were awesome. They've been awesome at five on five their entire existence. They're even good like four on four. Like they've been a good four on four team under Pete DeBoer. So it's it's bizarre that they that the one facet they would be bad at is when they have one more when skate, they have an advantage when they have one yeah. more skate than the opponent. They're good at every other even strength. They're down a man. They're awesome. <laughs> when they have one more guy, they're just dreadful. I want to ask you about this because I'm just shocked at this, and I don't know if you're shocked at this. Uh, Bill Daly comes out, not a shock, where the NHL says, we are not going to tell our teams they have to disclose injuries. We're going to keep it status quo. And every betting um, every betting avenue that we've entered into agreements with, whether it be the books or sponsors, whatever, have no problem with that. I get the NHL side on that because they're completely paranoid and they're weird people who don't want injuries on. Are you amazed, though, more books haven't said No. We want you to say who's right. injured, so we know what lines better, so we don't get killed. That was the interesting part of me to Bill Daly's comments. It was because if you're the NHL, and well, you you're don't the want NHL it, yeah. teams, you have no real motivation no. within yourself, goalie starting or whoever. Yeah, to give information on on who's playing, right? It's it's you, you don't have there's there's no benefit to you. There's no real downside to it either, but there's no real benefit to it. But for Bill Daly to say none of our sports betting partners have asked for that. I'm, I'm shocked at that. Right. I 
I would think they would. I would think they'd be like, hey. Don't they want the most information as possible? Right. Set the lines the way they want to set them? Be like, hey, are we going to get injury reports? Are we going to get starting goaltenders? Like how, how you know, it, it's standard in the NFL. The NFL has it on a daily basis during the season yeah. where you get to what? Tuesday, Wednesday? They got You know, start- and the, the report's right. out. They have to, and teams get fined. Uh, now they hedge some of those reports with the whole questionable thing, but it's right. still out. But it's still there. And like what the the Lions got fined last year for Matthew yes. Stafford and and incorrectly listing him, or maybe it wasn't listing him at all. One of the two, I can't remember. But like teams get fined in the NFL for incorrectly listing a guy. Like even just like oh we had him as questionable and really he was doubtful. The, the NFL would be like oh that's the problem. They are so paranoid. I'm waiting for the time. Let's say Flurry and um, Leonard both come back next year. If I'm DeBoer and I want to take the paranoia to different levels. I tell both those guys because the second the backup obviously stays on the ice with the, the taxi squad guys to get them to work. I tell those guys to go off the ice at once every day, and then I yell out, "McKenna, let's go!" <laughs> and you have Mike McKenna like put on his goalie gear and go out there and like take take the shots from the uh, from the uh, guys who aren't going to play because this whole thing about the goalie. I mean, that's everyone in the country. First off, first off, I can't believe as paranoid as this weird league is, they haven't come up with like let's get them both off the goalie uh, ice at the same time so nobody knows. I mean, this is a paranoid league, right. and it's and Pete DeBoer refuses to say who is starting goalie, which is, is you would <laughs> you would think they would try to hide it where yes. who, who went off the yes. ice first, given how paranoid they are, and they don't, <laughs> they don't, which is which is weird because you always know that not one time the entire season the first goalie to leave, yeah, the not ice, one time was he not the guy, yeah, was right. always the starter. So it's it's weird that then Pete DeBoer would talk to the media ten I'm minutes. I'm not telling later, you anything. I don't know who's starting. Yeah. You they know you don't. Yeah, you'll find out at seven o'clock tonight who leads yeah, them out. Who leads them out onto the, on the, before the real game? It's yeah, it's stupid. that's the one thing. The injuries because they said daily said that we're not going to disclose injuries or who's starting in goals. Like we know who's starting in goal. The first well, guy off the ice. Didn't you? I didn't see this, but didn't you say that one of the Montreal players knew that Robin Leonard was starting? Yes. The he day said, before he said in a Zoom. On a Saturday, Leonard started on a Sunday. He said in a Zoom when Leonard started that game in Montreal, he said, well, we knew that yesterday. So the other team knows. So what benefit is it to the I don't, Golden Knights to not I don't tell know. the media? He said that in a Zoom. Gold? He goes, we knew he was starting yesterday. Like, how? Even if you don't tell the media, could you, like, tell your partners that are giving you millions of dollars? I just, like that? Yeah, like, I don't. Oh, it'll leak. But at the same time. I'd like, love to have on it maybe next week, like, Jay Cornergay or someone's like, and I'd ask, like, why don't you push them more for a basic injury report. And if you want to say, like, Alec Martinez is questionable, but you don't want to see it as a broken foot, fine. Stays questionable. I mean, everyone liked with the broken foot, but do the NFL. Questionable, probable, whatever. But to have nothing and not have – I look, I get why the NHL is doing it. They're weird. But the but the <laughs> sport, but the sports books, why wouldn't you want the most information as possible? If I'm giving you all this money, I want to know. Seriously, one of my favorite things – for the better part of like eight years, Tom Brady first injury report of the oh. of the week, probable with the yes. shoulder. <laughs> Has he ever not been on an injury report? And he's played. He's won seven Super Bowls. I, I genuinely think Bill I think Belichick. He's on every week. I think Bill Belichick would just go when he was with the Patriots. Would just go. You got a shoulder problem, don't you? Yeah, wink, yeah wink. I'm putting it down. Wink, wink. You punch him in the shoulder and be like, "Ah, that hurts a little bit, doesn't it?" All right, coming up next, hurts donut. Bischoff's Brees is going to tell you who the biggest cheaters in baseball are this season. Bischoff's Briefs. I'm afraid we need to use math. Bischoff's Briefs. I knew I should have checked your showboating globetrotter algebra. Bischoff's Briefs. 
Man, I thought you knew that algebra was all razzmatazz. Bischoff's briefs. Yes, I see. Something involving that many big words could easily destabilize time itself. So this is a fun story. Uh, Rob Arthur, writing for Baseball Prospectus, he uh, went through and compared each team in Major League Baseball and their spin rate throughout the year. Ed, do you want to take a guess which team has lost the most spin rate since mid-May? Go ahead. Surprisingly, the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> They're actually second. Uh, the Dodgers have lost the most spin rate. So, Who's this guy who did this? We trust this guy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's telling me what I want to hear. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good for Rob Arthur. <laughs> so the Dodgers, uh, throughout the first about month and a half of the season, their four-seam fastball spin rate was at about 25,800. Uh, which was far and away the highest in baseball. The next closest was about 24,100 or something like that. Uh, since mid-May, it has cratered to the point where it is down to 2,400. So they were lapping the rest of the field in spin rate. Now they've come. They're still first, by the way. But now they've come back down to earth to where they're much more comparable to everybody else, which would imply the Dodgers as a team were using the sticky stuff more than anybody else to get their spin rates jacked up as high as possible. And once they found it, uh-oh, Major League Baseball might be cracking down on this, they've stopped using it, and now their spin rate is dropping off. Uh, but actually what I want to do in Bischoff's briefs for you here is I'd like for you to identify which member of the Dodgers said each of these quotes. Is this from this Arthur character too? No, no. This is I went and found quotes. I went and found quotes. So here's a here's a, a simple quote for you. Everyone knows the Astros stole a ring from us. Justin Turner. That was Cody Bellinger. Okay. Does Cody Bellinger think that the Dodgers stole a ring from the Tampa Bay Rays? I assume he doesn't. Does he think the Dodgers have I don't stole know, was, all I mean, their Cody wins this year? Did he play last year? Or was he soft? I mean, I, I don't even remember. <laughs> does he does, does he think the Dodgers have stole all the wins? From their teams they've won this not. year? Of course okay, not. Just checking. Of course not. Uh, who said this? This was last year. Last year? Yeah, this quote was from last year. I'm not going to let them forget the fact that they are hypocrites. The Astros are cheaters. They've stolen from a lot of other people and the game itself. Justin Turner? <laughs> just going to keep getting, At some point, it's going to be Justin Turner. That was Trevor Bauer. Well, he wasn't even on the team. Though. He wasn't, but so, I, mean, I don't do you, care about that. Do you think Trevor Bauer? Wait, he said it last year. Though was a member of another team. He said it as as a member of the Reds. He's, okay, he's now right. a he's now a Dodger. Well, and for now, and, <laughs> and he's been and he's been cheating. Do you think? Uh, do you think he's a cheater? Do you think he's stolen from the game itself? Do you think that Trevor oh, Bauer God. stole the Cy Young last year while <sighs> using a foreign substance? Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, who? I mean, I'm sure the guys he beat out were using. He was just better at cheating. Sound like an Astros fan. And then... Get better trash cans, Ed. Exactly. Here's the last one for you. This is also from last year. And to the kids at home that are hearing all this stuff, (laughs) it's done with. It's not going to happen anymore. It's not going to happen in 2020. Regardless of what new rules in place, it's not going to happen again, referring to sign stealing. This year will be fun. Clayton Kershaw. He said that. You know why? Because he's a family man. He started off with the kids at home. Now that's such a cop out. No, that's I'm just saying he's a he's a family man. Imagine <laughs> being so sanctimonious that you include the children. 
Oh, not the kids. Think of the children. And then, oh yeah, we were using sticky stuff and cheating too. And I did. I don't know about this Bob Arthur person. Other than Bob Arthur also tweeted on June 29th, all the Astro fans of my mentions cheering these findings about the Dodgers are going to be real mad at me in a few days. Yeah, What's he fine. coming up there? That Verlander and Cole were cheating the most in 2017. Okay. <laughs> almost almost guaranteed that's what it that's is. That's what he's going to say? Almost guaranteed that <laughs> Verlander and Cole had the highest spin rate jumps when they joined the Astros. Okay. Almost guaranteed yeah. that's what it's going to be. We're hoping it's that because all other baseball news that has come out recently has been <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> But ima- just imagine, you're so sanctimonious, you bring up, wh- how how do I explain to the children, and then you go out and cheat? Imagine being Trevor Bauer. You weren't even on one of the teams the Astros beat, and he's so mad he calls them hypocrites and they've stolen from the game, only to go cheat himself and win a Cy Young, and did he did he steal $60 million from the Dodgers? Did you watch? That? Did you watch the We Cheated press conference with the Houston Astros owner? Did you watch that guy? Yeah, he was too nice to everybody. He should have <laughs> dug his heels in a little bit more. would have been so much better. I'm just saying, the Dodgers are the biggest cheaters in baseball this year after they've had two years or a year and a half of going on about how terrible the Astros were because they cheated the game. Dodgers have been cheating the game, too. Yeah, I don't like this Arthur person. <laughs> not a, not he a didn't fan. give all those quotes. Not a fan. He didn't give all those quotes. I can't believe you didn't find one from Turner. He had a lot to say. Yeah, he, I re- he had a lot. I to really say. wanted a Kershaw one, and yeah. I wanted a Bauer one, and then he Cody Bellinger was out there just Bellinger. for you. Because I don't think you like him anyways. You yeah. might you might dislike him well, more I mean, than you dislike the actor. I haven't seen the lineup today, but he's played two straight games, so I assume he's not playing today. <laughs> they actually had a day off yesterday. I'm sure he needs three days to recover. Who do you who do you like more, Bellinger or the Padres? Oh, Bellinger hit a bomb the other night to win a game. <laughs> it was a soft bomb, but it was soft a bomb. bomb. It was a soft bomb. There's way too much arc on that bomb. He can't like hit line drives anymore, <laughs> so he just hits moonshots and they somehow go out of the stadium. And he beats. Was it the Cubs? Yeah, he beat the Cubs on a walk off. He's, he's turned into uh, Dave Kingman. Had a great catch the other night. That's a reference no one got. It's, right. hard, it's hard for me to, like... Has anyone ever been so anti a former MVP on their favorite yes. team? Um, I mean, I'm not a huge Chris Bryant fan. <laughs> yeah. Because of his baseball playing abilities? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. We He's, They're all pretty basic off the field, right? Well, not all of them, but... I mean, these guys were talking about Brian I, I, and I, Brian I, and Bellinger. I don't, I don't think Brian's well, ever said anything interesting no. in his what's, entire what's life, he, including his wedding toast. <laughs> yeah. You guys know. are weird. I mean, I don't feel yeah, weird. Just, no, you know, it's you just, just baseball, man. Bellinger just gets the other night. Uh, my body's breaking down. It's like, what are you, 26? Your body's breaking down? What's wrong with you? The money you're, you've, you're getting paid? Get out there. He won an MVP. Didn't he hit like the game winning home run in game seven of the NLCS last year? Minor details. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> like. What are you doing? You and just, then after just, you do it again, do it again after that. I'm so upset at all the injuries this year because they just haven't reached their potential, and he's the leading cause of all this. Like well, what? the May guy like, threw his arm out, and and Seager broke something. But see, Seager got hit. It wasn't Seager's fault. Um, it's just Bellinger. I don't know what about Bellinger. I don't know. Should I be mad that Alex Bregman got hurt running to first? Yeah, he didn't stretch out well enough. Oh, my you God. You got to stretch, man. You got to stretch. Get some like, of those no, bands. No, I'm not mad at Alex Bregman that he hurt his <laughs> leg running to first. Mate, I got mad at... Then you're I got not mad a at, real fan. I got mad at Bellinger because he came back for like a day and got hurt again. Like You got one shot a year. You got to get hurt one time. You if you get hurt shot. and rehab and come back and get hurt the next day, eh, we're, not, we're, we're, not, we're holding you on that one. No, no. <laughs> no. Oh, damn it. I did. Jared just I'm not, not going to lie that I didn't like jump off the couch 
and pumped my fist in the air five times when he hit the bomb against the Cubs. The yeah, time. of like, course you lie. did. But by the time he got around to home, I didn't like him anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like him when he hit it, though. And when he hit it, it was like a no-doubter, so. I just go back and forth. I told Jared the other night, I, I'm, I'm a complete lunatic. I, I just, it's I June and I'm screaming at people. I can't imagine not liking a player on my favorite team who's actually good. Like, I understand if the guy sucks, like the Astros bullpen, let's, let's get them all off the team. They're terrible. But like the guys, the guy won an MVP. I mean, I really didn't like uh, Kyle Schwarber either. So my, I'm, I mean, I may the only the only Cub- you only like bad well, players. We, I think this is the the Hayward the and uh, Baez. Those those are my two the two I like. I'm talking about just in general. Like, oh yeah, I do like I do like, like me Nathan a bad. Peterman and Gardner Minshew are your favorite quarterbacks. Hey, Gardner Minshew, Malcolm Subban's <laughs> your favorite hockey uh, player. I hope Gar- I hope Schwarber stinks this week. I rest my case. Playing four games against yeah, that I don't think I'm winning this. He's probably going to hit seven. <laughs> he's probably going to hit some. Home- well, now that the spin rate's down. Well, that too. He's going to hit seven home runs, and they're all going to be solo home runs because there's nobody on. No, base there's no one bases. All right, Jr. Starkus joins us next. Ready for the weekend? Let's find out what's on tap. We can provide you with a wine tasting tour of Tuscany. We cannot change why you drink. It's Thirsty Thursday with J.R. Starkus. Who needs a drink? At J.R. Starkus on Twitter, Instagram, at J.R. Makes Drinks. Key account executive, Southern Glazers Wine Spirits Nevada, brought to you by Liquor World. He's our extreme mixologist. Uh, we told Tyler when he came back the embarrassing text that you and that Jared and I were getting from you the other day um, when NC State gets bounced <laughs> because they all have COVID. Uh and you're like, oh, be a man, man up. Yeah, man up. Put 13 people out there. It, it, your your uh, your take on these things have gotten so much more embarrassing than just scaffolding. I mean, you've kind of become Marv Marinovich of baseball. <laughs> I don't know how it's embarrassing. You got these kids out there that are willing to grind. You have some kids that tested positive. <laughs> grind. Yeah, well, you had us at grind. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. They're, they they earn their way all the way out there. So you separate the kids that if if they're truly at risk. Separate those kids out. You let the healthy kids play the game and at least let them go down swinging. They, to, to remove them just because you felt like it was necessary is a travesty to NC State. Uh, the NCAA should be ashamed of themselves. It's a horrible decision. Horrible decision. So what you're saying is there should be an asterisk next to Mississippi State's national championship. No, they went through. They went through their. They went yeah, through their round. Yeah, I mean, asterisk. asterisk. I mean. They got to play a crappy Vandy team. They shouldn't have been yeah. there in the final. I wish every team was as crappy as Vandy. Um, uh, they, they, you know, I mean, Vanderbilt, I mean, I think everybody was rooting for Mississippi State because they no. felt like Vanderbilt got an easy, not an easy entrance. Not, not, the guy, not the guy to my left who is, is wearing the old Miss yeah. shirt right now. <laughs> Except for one person in the studio. Uh, He's a uh, land shark. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, listen, 13 play like, great. It's a disadvantage for sure, but. You know, Ed, you know this. Your daughter played softball, right? And you used to coach softball. And so you know that, like, you played many a times where you had 13 kids on a team and you played three games in one day and you had to figure it out. You we, know? So, we, at that point, weren't dealing with a pandemic. They were also, uh, they were also stealing. You're not dealing with a pandemic. Well, I mean, yeah, but all of them knew how to steal signs and stuff. So I could put any eight, nine out there and they'd, <laughs> they'd cheat their way to a, like a victory. So um, I just thought it was funny. Jared and I had a good laugh. I mean, you were so intense about this. Like, why aren't they playing what they play? Hey, let's pump the brakes. They got, no, it's a I'm tough not, decision for these people to make. There are a committee out there. They, they got kids who are positive, kids who are false positives. You got to make a call on this stuff. Yeah, you separate the kids that got the positive, and you let the kids that got negative, you let them play. Period. 
Like, I don't know. I, I don't, they're, they made it out to be way more difficult than it had to be. It's a very simple decision, and they completely messed it up. Well, they made a simple decision. They did. <laughs> they, they, they got You just disagree with what the decision was. Yes. I don't think they, they terrible messed decision. it up. I don't think they made it more complicated. They just made a decision that you didn't like. Now, they made it at 2 a.m. That's a little questionable. Yeah. But yeah. They took no questions on the question. I, JR, I hate that you're somehow making us defend the NCAA. Yeah, you've yes. painted us into a hell of a corner. That's exactly what you guys are doing. You've taken the side of the NCAA. Which is normally and... the losing side, but against you, I think we're winning. No, you're, you know, trust me, you are losing this battle. <laughs> I did like, I did like the Vanderbilt coaches. Uh, he, he literally said, he goes, the text came in at like two thirty in the morning. Yeah. You're not playing tomorrow. We've sent them home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess he tells he his kid you can sleep in more. Like, I don't know what you tell your kids at that point. Don't get up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel bad for what. However, you know, the coach at NC State had to deliver that to his kid. Um, you know, can you? I, I can't imagine having to do that, especially having gone that far and played beyond out of your shoes. Basically nobody gave him a shot to, to, to do anything. And then people started realizing like, wow, this team has what it takes. Um, Cause sometimes you're just hot. Right. And they were. And so, I mean, it would have been great to see them have a shot at it. Um, you know, but they were robbed. Maybe, maybe he called. Maybe <laughs> maybe he called the four kids up who didn't get vaccinated in the front of the room. Told everyone else take a good hard well, which, long look. Which, which which team was it that was in football? They gave them the national championship because even though they didn't win it, they thought they did. Which football team? Oh, was Central that? Florida. They oh. played no, they Central won't. Florida, so they should. In they got rings. Carolina, they should get their rings. Yep, oh, they should get rings. They should get rings. Oh, national champions. Oh boy, uh, Jr. How old is your son? He's 16. Okay, so if uh, if your son was uh, going to play college baseball, would you tell him to go wherever, whatever school was helping him get the best like local car dealership commercial money? So, I, that's not a no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I have to answer your question. That conversation kind of hasn't come up yet. The conversation that has come up is, you know, like, hey, listen, if your dream school comes to you and says. We have a scholarship for you, and it's X. And then a school that maybe not isn't isn't on your dream list, but has a better offer for you, comes to you and, and says, "Hey, we have more for you, and you have we have X, Y, and Z. Who do you pick?" And he has said he would he would go where the money's at. He would go who offers. Yeah, the better. that's a good kid. That's a that, that's father a like son. My father like son. USA, USA. You can stay in California and go to USA. No, I'm going to Minnesota because I love winter, and they're giving me a sandwich deal. Like, well, that's, that's, that's also into play. You know, like it's funny. I've asked him. I said some of these schools. You know, when we talk to his recruiting coaches and stuff. We we've spoken to them, and they're they're asking him like, okay, well, what are you looking for? And he's you know, weather is a big deal to him, right? He 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 he's he'll consider some areas that are a little bit cooler, but you know, he doesn't want to go to a place that you know six months out of the year it's snowing. Um, so that will be a consideration that when it comes down to it. But, you know, if you talk about, can you go to USC, have beautiful weather and, you know, you have to ride the bench for three years and then hopefully you can grind it out to in your senior and play, or you go to a place that's a little bit colder, offers you something better, but you play all four years. I would tell them, go to the place you can play all four years. Like, you know, you, you may not play professionally, but at least you can get four years of college baseball in and have memories for a lifetime. Um, well, you can always take that education and move to California later if you really want to. Yeah, our over under on the word grind on this show is too. So let's get to the drink. Uh, it's Fourth of July weekend, and you're going to make a you're going to grind out a drink here for people. What do you got for us today? 
this conversation's a grind. Um, <laughs> so, so 4th of July, right? What are we going to do for 4th of July? Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people usually some at the house, in the pool, um, tr- trying to do something too over the top probably isn't an, an, an option. So um, the drink that I'm doing today is a very simple bourbon and lemonade cocktail. Um, I'm going to use Frey Ranch bourbon because it's ours. It's Nevada. We've talked about it many times before, I would imagine. A lot of our listeners are, uh, have, have a bottle of their favorite bourbon or hopefully Frey Ranch at the house. And this drink will, frankly, work with, with vodka or bourbon um, or gin or whatever you really want to put in it. But I chose bourbon because bourbon is America's spirit. 1964, Congress made it uh, America's national beverage. So we're going to use uh, – it's basically a, a vodka or bourbon and lemonade cocktail, but we're making a special lemonade. We're not going to buy lemonade from the store. We're going to make a lemonade, and it's really easy. We're going to do a three-two-one recipe: three parts coconut water, two parts fresh lemon juice, one part simple syrup. That's the way I like to make it because I like my lemonade a little more tart. For a lot of people, if you don't like your, if you want your lemonade a little bit on the sweeter side, then I would bump up the simple syrup to two ounces, so it would be three parts, uh, three parts coconut water, two parts fresh lemon juice, two parts simple syrup. Stir all those ingredients together. You have your lemonade. You add one and a half ounces of your bourbon over ice in your pool cup or whatever the case is, and you kind of give it a little stir because you have to uh, start diluting the whiskey because we're not shaking anything here. Give it a little stir to dilute it a little bit, chill it, top with more ice, top it with your fresh lemonade, stir it again to incorporate it, and then garnish it with you know something that's fun for the 4th of July. I like maybe frozen blueberries or frozen raspberries for the red white and blue because that drink will kind of be like a, a, a opaque white kind of color or off brown. Um, so it'll kind of play in the red, white, and blue. And as those frozen berries sit in the drink, it'll start to bleed down the red and the blue kind of gives that nice uh, USA kind of feel to it. I garnish it with something like a uh, American flag straw that you can find at any party city or something along those lines. Uh, and maybe a fresh lemon wedge in case somebody likes a little more lemon pop to it. That's it though. Super easy. Um, you can, pre-batch this drink days in advance if you so desire. You can even keep it separate so the kids have lemonade, a a different kind of lemonade to drink. Um, You can put it in the refrigerator. It's really easy to batch up, and it's just really refreshing for the day. The coconut water kind of keeps you hydrated If you're for the kids if they just want that, Um, and then the alcohol will dehydrate you a little bit for the adults, but, you know, we're we're drinking anyway. So uh, a really easy bourbon lemonade cocktail for the 4th of July. So what you're saying is every single time I drink a bourbon, I'm being patriotic? Yes, correct. Sure, to be the president of the United States. supporting your country. Very good. Very well done. Uh, JR, on your... supporting my country a lot. (laughs) On your Instagram videos, do you have like 25 bucks you can give to like some UNLV athlete to come like taste test your drink? I guess you got to get the 21 and over ones, but like some UNLV athletes to come taste test your drinks? So I have to give them $25 to taste my drink? Yeah, they're making money. They're the ones their making money. You're not yeah. making money. Why else would they show up to Why would they go your to your house drink? and drink? Yeah. Well, I mean, you want to drink my drink, you got to pay for that, baby. Like, come on. I don't think you understand the concept of name, <laughs> no, image, like. I think, I think JR, I think JR get, get, get it on his own. All right? I don't think he needs Just some UNLV the, person coming in here. He wants his tips. The name, image, likeness means the kid gets the money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then but, you know. But then he, if he's got a million followers on Instagram, you you profit off that because he's going to say, "Hey, I'm here with Jr. and look at his drink." 
Well, if he's got a million followers, we consider it. And 25 bucks would probably be worth it. That's true. <laughs> you pay a lot more for a million followers. Yes. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, if, that, if that's the case, but uh, well, I guess we'd have to see who the who the, the person is, you know? But uh, otherwise, they're paying me to have my drink. That's how it's working. <laughs> I'm just saying, you get Chase Maddox, Greg Maddox's son, that was on the UNLV baseball team. Mm-hmm. 25 bucks to come be in your video to try try your drink. If... Greg's coming with him and pitching to my son. Yes, I think you you're gonna just, have to pay more than twenty-five dollars. Yeah. We're doing a, low budget, Jr. We also you just want a video of your son striking out against a like sixty-year-old <laughs> man. Well, I don't know if he'd strike out. Oh, oh! them's fighting words. You're grinding, grinding. <laughs> uh, that's you. That makes it. That's four. That's you. That's All right. What, what are the chance Darkest like in four years is charging his own kid something? <laughs> now you can come home, but you, you're, you're buying the drink from me. I, important you question, me? I charge him every time. He's like, Dad, I need that. It's like, I need a car wash, brother. So go ahead. Oh, boy. Uh, important question. What is your son's favorite restaurant? Ooh. Um, that's a tough call. He likes so much. If you let him choose, he would choose sushi. Okay. All right. Whoa, All right here we go. Hold on. All right. Here we go. Okay, well, it's Wisconsin. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if it's going to be good. This is not be a great example. Let's let's do like Maine. All right, Maine <laughs> offers your son a full ride. Maine, there's a sushi restaurant in Maine that says, "Hey, you're going to eat here for free all the time. You just got to be in like this commercial for us." Is your son going to play for the Maine Black Bears? It depends on the other offers, but I would say it would probably be on the table. On the table, on the okay. Table. We like and this. he doesn't like cold. <laughs> That's why I picked Maine. <laughs> My God, it's a good option. I like, like this. I said, you know, if if if, uh, if you have like, if a UCLA comes to him and says, "Hey, we got the same thing, but there's no there's no free food," I'm like, "Dude, go where the weather's nice." <laughs> My goodness. No, UCLA has only got that one tenth of a scholarship to offer him. And then you go to Maine. There we go. He's going to Deal Maine. With the snow, oh. brother. All right. Goodness. Get out of here, Jr. Say thanks, Jr. <laughs> thanks, Jr. Grind away. <laughs> it's a grind day at Thursday. At Jr. Starkus on Twitter, Instagram at Jr. Makes drinks. He'll be up there later today, giving you the Fourth of July cocktail. Oh, this kid has no chance. Jr. is going to put this kid in the middle of winter somewhere. Well, I was going to go with like Wisconsin as an example. Maine, you took him to the end, man. But so, I can't. I, I, well, was, what? but I can't imagine Wisconsin has anything remotely close to good sushi. I don't know why. I, I, I don't I, think I, Maine does well, either. Well, they'd have a better yeah, chance. They'd have a better chance. But on the coast. Yeah, it's on the coast. But Maine's a. That's a long plane. <laughs> Maine is. She, Maine at one point didn't like in the 1800s had a strike among their workers because they were tired of the lobster. <laughs> oh, Jr. Like, that is wonderful. I want this. I get you. We gotta hope that this kid ends up somewhere in the snow in the middle of the country and gets a sandwich deal. Oh, something. it's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Maine had just genuinely one of those places that outside of the main city, Maine, huh? The main cities. You're like, why is there so much Confederate flags? <laughs> uh, Jr. taking a shot at the Hall of Famer. Who knows if he's going to strike out? All right. USA basketball is coming to Vegas. We've got a pair of tickets to go see the USA men's team take on Nigeria Saturday, July 10th at Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay. You can get tickets at axs.com slash USA basketball, but we've got a pair for you to win right now. Team USA against Nigeria on Saturday, July 10th. We will take caller number six at 702-364-1100. That is 702-364-1100 if you want to go see Team USA play Nigeria. 702-364-1100. Rikini's 0-1 is smoked to right field. Deep down the line into the corner. It is a fair ball and a home run. 
A second pitch of the game jolt from Cedric Mullins. That is drilled to right field by Santander. At the wall, it is gone! Into the fourth row. Pitch here, swing and a drive. Deep left field for wins. Back to the Crawford boxes and gone! Another two-run home run for the Orioles. Austin wins. Goes deep against Garcia. Second home run of the season for wins, and the O's are pouring it on. 13-3. Smoke to right field by Tucker Hayes is there. He makes the catch, and the Orioles win it in a major way. 13-3, your final score. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Jeez, Jared had to go to yesterday's or two days ago, Orioles Astros. Come on. Nothing happened, apparently. Get out of here. Um, congratulations to Teddy. Teddy won tickets to go see USA basketball against Nigeria on July 10th. We're going to have more tickets to give away tomorrow and all next week, Jared. Tomorrow and yeah, it looks like all next week, and then we'll have even. We've got giveaways all of a sudden. This is kind of fun. Um, can sorry, I give, I'm excited. Can I give you? Oh, a I'm excited. We have to, we have stuff to give. Can I give you a complaint really quick? Okay. So the Astros lost yesterday. Oh, the okay. Does that have to do with Starkus? Yeah. Well, we can complain about him too. The Astros lost the Orioles yesterday, and it is not the umpire's fault that they lost. But CV Buckner was behind the plate. What's his numbers? Uh, he called correctly 167 of 192 pitches. Oof. That's not great. He missed 25 pitches wow. in a nine-inning game. Lot. 25. What's um, that, 90? 87%. I was going to say 90%. 87. 87. Oh, the average, that, that when gets, you're in the 80s, oh. the average that gets you is sent down to the AHL. Yeah, yeah the average is 94. He missed uh, nine pitches in the top half of the first inning alone. That's almost impossible. Yeah, and it was he. There was an uh, Trey Mancini had a seven pitch at bat. All seven pitches were in the strike zone. He walked. Okay, how, how does he keep working though? That that's Their just union, preposterous. That's preposterous. Have you? Have I mean, they, they have the best union of sports. I think of, right. Well, they've got a really really good union. And do you remember when Statcast? Not even Statcast. The first time the MLB put the little box up, they the lost umpires. Their minds. The umpires union threatened to sue and to go on strike. Yeah, because they know they have a bunch of bums. They're like now they're actually going to be able to see it. Yeah. Wow. Because like because you know as I'm watching this game, the Astros announcers were like, "This is indefensible." Like he he missed pitches that were like five inches off the plate, and they're, they're <laughs> like, "He's really is, happy today, Angel this, Hernandez." <laughs> I'm not that bad. He's not. <laughs> He's at least, not I'm, at least I'm not that guy. Like the like, it was. He's still really bad. Oh, he's horrible. <laughs> it was it was unreal how bad they were. How bad CB Buckner was. He can't be that bad. The Astros pitching coach got thrown out in the top half of the first inning. He should. Because after that at bat, where all seven come pitches in the zone and the guy walked, he came out. I don't even think he said anything to the pitcher. Well, he once just, you come out, he then. just well, no, he he went to talk to the pitcher. Oh, he didn't go with the ump. But okay. I don't think he said anything to the pitcher. He just waited for the ump to come break up oh, the meeting okay. and just turned and started yelling at the guy, and he got ejected. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's like, pretty funny. It was brutal. That's pretty funny. It was unbelievable how bad it was. How can you miss seven in one at it, bat? Yeah. It's just, that's preposterous. Well, he missed four in one at bat. He got three of them right, but he missed four they in one at bat. Because they walked him. Yeah. It was unbelievable. He he missed 25 pitches in a nine-inning game yesterday. That's, that's horrific. 